0: One, two, three,
1: four.
0: Monster Movie. Funtime go! Monster Movie! Funtime go Monster Movie. Funtime
1: Go Monster
0: Movie. Funtime go.
1: Fun go. go with Precious D and Honeybee, Funtime
0: Go! Hello everyone and welcome to Monster Movie Funtime Go. I am your host, Precious D.
1: And I am your other host, Honeybee. Welcome, welcome, welcome back,
0: Honeybee. We got a little bit of news, a little kaiju news today. Ooh, hit me
1: with it.
0: There has been a deal with Apple Plus and Legendary Films to make a MonsterVerse TV show that will be on Apple TV. Oh, okay. Legendary is the, you know, that's the current U.S. produced. Godzilla, King Kong, Godzilla versus Kong movies. So they're going to make a, a TV show in that whole that universe that they're currently creating.
1: Wow! Are you excited for this?
0: I I am. I think
1: good. <laughs> I think
0: <laughs> it's going to be produced. Uh, let's see by Legendary Television and executive produced by co-creators Chris Black who will also serve as showrunner, and Matt Fraction. Alongside Safe House Pictures' Joby Harold and Tori Tunnel, and Toho Company Limited Hiro Matsuka and Takamasha Arita will executive produce for Toho. This is, I'm getting this off of Deadline.com. Okay. So there are going to be expanding the universe in this show. I don't know if this means that the, um, like there'll be a different monster every episode or it'll just be some long story. I don't, I mean, I don't think they've said anything, but
1: will we do something about this?
0: Yeah. I think we'll do a, a special when the first episode airs we'll talk about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, yeah, we'll do a general, I don't think we we'll necessarily do a breakdown, but we'll do a, like a bonus episode where we, uh, just give our general review of it, I think. I think the deal's just been signed, so I don't think they've begun production but or anything still, yet. We still have so, a
1: while yet to yeah, go, yeah.
0: yeah. Cool. Probably going to be at least a year.
1: Nice. Well, maybe but. we can just, like, keep you guys updated on Kaiju News.
0: So, this week's movie is a Toho production. It is Varen the Unbelievable no. from 1958. It's Black and White, 87 Minutes, directed by Ishiro Honda, with music by Akiri Fukubi, who generally does the music for these Toho things.
1: Nice. The music in this one was a little different, I felt like. Yeah, there were a few times where I was like, oh, oh.
0: Oh, Oh, well, there's some theremin stuff in it, I think, Mm. that we haven't heard from if be, yeah, be so far. So what did you think? I don't have any budget or box office, but I think there's a reason for that. Um, what did you, what's your general impression of this one?
1: Uh, my general impression of this movie is there wasn't a lot of storyline. It was like this cycle, right? Like this, this movie just like followed this cycle repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. And it would be like a meeting map, figure shit out monster pew pew run meeting map figure shit out monster pew 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 run and like this just like kept happening over and over and over again and like i was just like oh fuck like how many fucking times like it was a good movie i enjoyed it like i was kind of like what this is a little bit too close to godzilla in some ways maybe it also reminded me of another movie that we had watched, and I wasn't sure which one it was. And I tr- I went back and like tried to find it in my notes, but there were a lot of things that were almost just felt like the same from a movie that we had already previously watched. Like where you know in the beginning there's like uh, a sort of ceremony going on. Do uh-huh. Remember that? Do, 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 yeah. do, there's like a ceremony. Um, it the beginning of. This movie and that movie were very, very similar. So I was thinking, what the hell is
0: happening here? There was a ceremony in Godzilla. The original Mm. Godzilla. Yeah. So that might be what you're thinking of. so. so. Here's here's the thing about this movie. It was originally supposed to be a TV show. Like a three-part TV show.
1: Oh, my gosh. That makes so much fucking sense.
0: The thing is, Rodan had come to America, and I don't think it got a theatrical release, but it was on television, and it was a big hit. I think they mm-hmm. Americanized Rodan, but maybe not to the extent that they did it. I think they just maybe dubbed it and maybe did some edits. I don't think they filmed a bunch of American crap but I do believe it's a different edit. In any event, the TV release of Rodan was a big hit. So America wanted more.
1: (laughs) Like we do.
0: So the TV movie arm of ABC asked Toho for, give us another monster movie, would you please? And it was supposed to be this co-production. And the original intent was that it be a three-part thing that would be shown on television. So... They tried to keep it cheap. That's why it's in black and white, even though Toho had moved to color. Because at this point, most TVs were still black and white. What happened, though, is then the American company shut down. And so they decided to go ahead and finish the movie. I don't know if they were partway through the movie or hadn't started. But anyway, yes, suddenly it's not good. Yes, they had already begun production, I believe. Suddenly it's no longer... A TV thing, it's a TV going show. to be a full movie with a theatrical oh, release God. in Japan. But had he known from the beginning that it was going to be a movie and not a TV show, he would have done it in color and there would have been
1: a linear, more
0: yeah. yeah, more money put into it. And yeah, the script probably would have been formatted a little differently
1: mm-hmm. if
0: it had been a movie rather than a TV show,
1: right. That makes so much sense. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, how many times is this going to happen? Wow, we're here again? Okay, wow, we're here again? I'm just like, man, there isn't a lot of storyline in this. It's pretty predictable. Once it happens the first time, then we just go around in these circles the entire movie. And it wasn't bad, but between this website whatever this was, the link that you sent me, it, I could only watch it. Oh, and yeah. see so like, I had to watch it in like parts. It would only load so much at a time. So I had to kind of watch it in parts.
0: I was having a problem with that too. So I just downloaded it Ugh. to my computer and watched it. Oh, after it was done downloading.
1: Nice. Good plan. Well, I was enjoying it, but by the time, well, we'll get there. Anyways,
0: <laughs> let's do it. There's an American version of this movie that didn't come out till 1962, and we're going to discuss that next episode because it is drastically different than this version.
1: Tune in next week.
0: (laughs) If they had just dubbed it and made some edits, we wouldn't bother, but they made some drastic changes, so we will
1: discuss it. It's not even the same fucking movie.
0: Just be honest with these people. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But apparently Honda was not aware of the American version until sometime in the 1980s.
1: What? Are you serious?
0: Yeah. This is, this is what I read. This is what the internet told me. So <laughs> that's <Yes>. weird. <laughs>
1: Damn. That is weird. Wow. <laughs> okay.
0: I show a death count of 28, including the monster. Oh. Well, I think they evacuated the city before he got there. So... Uh, I got that off of some death count wiki. I don't know the exact address, but I do like to give credit for these things. I'll post it in the show notes. I'll put the link in the the show notes so we can give proper credit. I don't want people to think I'm just this brilliant. I do sometimes get things off of Wikipedia (laughs) and off of various websites. But you are
1: also brilliant.
0: Well, thank you. So let's get into this
1: get
0: into it yeah varin the unbelievable
1: well we start with a giant peen
0: <laughs> <laughs> the statue No,
1: i think it's a rocket isn't it like going into oh space. oh oh yes
0: yes <laughs> uh well okay we start with um oh yeah the, credits. the credits yeah you're right the credits right. which go on for a while <laughs> we, we see a shot of the idol yeah of the god that you know we don't know what it is yet we just see the shot of an idol and then there's a bunch of credits and then yes we start with your basic phallic <laughs> rocket ship
1: so already i am excited for this movie <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just kidding
0: and uh, uh, they're doing a countdown and launching the rocket and a narrator tells us that it's the space age and space is full of mystery and we are about to reveal the most mysterious story ever told i'm going to call Ooh. bullshit on that yeah <laughs> it's a bit of bit of hype there and then we cut to professor sigimoto's biology class and yes. he tells us about a boy finding a butterfly that's normally only found in siberia but he found it in in japan somewhere
1: and he looks at the camera, the way that he looks at the camera, kind of like talking to us, like very Sesame Street style. Right. You know, when the Muppets like yeah. look at the camera and they're like, "So, <laughs> oh, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like he like he's kind of talking and then he, he just like deadpans at the camera. Very like yeah. Muppet style.
0: <laughs> I think he's he meant to be talking to his class, but I don't think we see any of his class.
1: No, we are the class.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that's part of oh, partly a budget thing.
1: I thought it was I was like, "Hell, yeah."
0: I thought it oh, was very
1: like I I did like that. Yeah, like
0: Okay, it. yeah, I think they uh didn't have the budget to fill a classroom with a bunch of extras, <laughs> so <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why didn't they use the extras that were the evacuation extras? You could have put some of them in there.
0: Yeah. But anyway, two guys John Leguizamo and some other guy are dispatched to go look for the butterflies. (laughs) I thought one of the two guys looked a lot like John Leguizamo.
1: Wow. Funny I did not notice. (laughs)
0: Yeah, They're sent to go look for butterflies in Tohoku in the Kitagami River, up the Kitagami River.
1: Yeah, this is the worst fake driving I have ever seen in my life. When they're in the when they're like driving up to this place, uh-huh. the guy driving is like you've seen any toddler get in a car, like get behind the wheel and like shake it to like drive like I'm driving. Yeah. That's how <laughs> this guy is. Okay. I was like, Wow, come <laughs> on, dude.
0: <laughs> I didn't notice. Uh but they're going to some area that's near a uh inland lake, uh forty kilometers in diameter in an area known as the uh tibet of japan okay i think this is all made up i don't think there is such a place i think i <laughs> and uh we we get a little bit of map work when the professor's talking about it and then we see john leguizamo and friend driving up a bad road to wanya village mm-hmm. and the when they get there the locals are very unfriendly they they just don't want them there, mm-hmm. and they see uh, an, a little sort of wooden obelisk by the side of the road with some some words carved into it that say it's in Japanese, of course. But they tell the subtitles tell us that it says the God of Baradagi, mm-hmm. and one of them reads it, and the other is like, I, "I've never heard it, i never heard of it, and I hate this place." <laughs> And they and they drive off, and there's an earthquake. And they like, should we turn back? No, it's fine. And uh, he asks Leguizamo if he's scared. <laughs> and one of them says it's too early for monsters. I'm I'm sorry. Do monsters only come out at night? I guess I don't know why he says that. It's kind of weird. They go to the lake, and there's gas rising up off the lake. And they say the lake is not on mm-hmm. the map, but the lake was clearly on the map when the professor was showing us the map just moments ago. <laughs> I don't understand why they say that.
1: That's hilarious.
0: They hit something and have to stop to check the Jeep and then
1: mm-hmm.
0: instantly see the butterfly they're looking for. So uh, lucky God. for them. <laughs> and they they get out of freaking butterfly nets. I mean... <laughs> It just seems like a cartoon, it's but I mean, those hilarious. those butterfly yeah. nets are in those cartoons for a reason, because I guess that's what you actually catch butterflies with.
1: I guess so. I mean, I can't imagine what else you would catch a butterfly with.
0: Yeah, it's just kind of funny seeing somebody actually do that, you know.
1: One time when I was, I don't know, we were probably like eight or nine, me and my brother were playing hide and seek, and we had made a butterfly net, or he had made a butterfly net, with a broom handle... And like some net. And uh, we were playing hide and seek. And he was going to catch me when he found me with the butterfly <laughs> net. But I hid behind the door. And when he came into the room, I like jumped out and like scared. him, like, ah! And he smacked me baseball style like across the face <laughs> with that butterfly net. Like I was a baseball. And he was just like, oh, whack! He was just scared. I scared the shit out of him. And that is the only run-in I've ever had with a butterfly net, but it gave me two black eyes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> On one eye, I had, like, two bruises, yeah. it wow. was. It, it's so funny now to, like, even think about it and remember it, just how scared, like, <laughs> me jumping out from behind the door and him just, like, <laughs> screaming and whacking me with that homemade butterfly net, which was a fucking broom handle. Yeah, I'll never forget it. <laughs>
0: Well, uh, these guys actually catch a butterfly with their butterfly net and talk about its red-spotted tail. And then they hear a roar and GTFO. And then there's strong wind out of nowhere. I
1: will say also the monster's roar is chef's kiss in this movie. It's very good. Uh,
0: There's a lot of wind and a landslide and then cut to newspaper machines and a headline. Who killed them? Baradagi and a picture of the two uh, scientists or mm-hmm. or science students.
1: Yeah, it says uh, calls them two scholars. Yeah, scholars, scholars. Mountains. Yeah,
0: and then we go back to Professor Sugimoto's class. I want to before we go much further. I want to point out that for some reason this monster has two names. Yeah, I don't know why they felt they have to call him Varin when he's already got the name. Baradaghi.
1: Yeah, it's strange. It...
0: I'm going to skip ahead a little and just say when they cite him, somebody identifies it as a Varinosauris or something, <laughs> and they start calling it Varan from that point on. But up until that point, they call it Baradagi.
1: which is the yeah. the
0: name that the locals have given to this god of theirs. So I, mm-hmm. I just don't, uh, I don't. It seemed unnecessary. For the monster to have two names,
1: yeah.
0: But back at uh, the professor's class, we meet Japanese Lois Lane, Yuriko.
1: Yuriko, ka.
0: And Kenji. They oh Ken- Kenji, sa. And the police say the uh, jeep was crushed like paper, like a paper toy. The locals believe that Baradagi is real. And we find out that Yuriko's a reporter. This is why I call her Japanese Lois Lane. Not just because she's a reporter, <laughs> but then it turns out throughout the movie that she's very Lois Lane. And she has her Japanese Jimmy Olsen with her. Uh, Horaguti. <laughs> and she says uh, she's, she wants to go look for this thing. We're planning to solve the mystery of the 20th century. It's going to be a big Oh Wasn't scoop- one
1: of the scholars her brother...
0: Mm, yes yes she's there because she, yeah, one of the yeah. one of the dead guys is her brother but also she's a reporter she seems more about mm-hmm. concerned about the scoop though than about yeah. finding out what killed her she's brother. like what
1: she's like where, what what's left of my brother and they're like this is all that's left of them and then she's like yeah that's why i joined the research party and it's some other reason cause, oh because she's a reporter yeah and i'm like that's why not because he's your brother but because of your job
0: yep <laughs> yep she's all about her career but Japanese Jimmy Olsen says that he will protect her, and Kenji wants to go, too, and asks "May yeah. I go. Kenji appears to be one of the professor's students, but also seems to be Yuriko's boyfriend?
1: Yeah, or something like that.
0: Or wants to be—he's also— Close friend. I mean, he's Japanese he... Clark Kent, except that he's not a reporter, but he then begins—he proceeds to behave like Clark Kent— Throughout the movie, even acting like he might secretly be Superman, in that he has a tendency to. Oh, <laughs>
1: did that get your panties wet? Well,
0: no, it did not.
1: <laughs> well, for anyone who doesn't know, Precious is like a huge Superman fan. I
0: am. I am. Like the hugest. But I first was just jokingly thinking of him as Clark Kent, but. Then he he does sort of act at times like he's like he needs to be the hero when it's not really his job to be the hero, at all.
1: No. <laughs> well, I think if it was because I think here's the thing: is if it was a TV show and you yeah. only got like thirty minutes or whatever of each thing, then like that would make sense because each episode he would have to like prove that he's like the guy or yeah. whatever.
0: Yeah. I'm just but since saying, it's a movie, he, it's
1: he, just like okay, but
0: he kind of you know. <laughs> acts like somebody who knows he's not going to get hurt, and charging into stuff when there are other qualified people right next to him who should be doing it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, it's it's a Philo situation, but it's also he's secretly Superman. Ooh. So we cut to a bus; they're uh, on their way to the village. Wonder how far is the village don't know no one goes there and they get off the oh no i'm sorry they're getting off the bus because the bus doesn't go all the way to the village right and the bus driver or bus stewardess or whatever she is she kind of seems like she's a bus stewardess not the driver <laughs> doesn't <laughs> if you watch it you'll see what i mean um She doesn't know how far the village is because no one goes there, but they're going to have to walk the rest of the way. And then Jimmy Olsen is scared by a bird. (laughs) Yeah. And then by a kid in a mask. He's wearing a a Baradagi mask and kind of, and startles him. And they ask the kid a few questions. And then we hear Baradagi screeching, Mm -hmm. but he's hidden by the fog slash gas and uh, run. It will eat you. Does the kid tell him? <laughs> to run? I think the kid tells him to run because no, gone.
1: oh, maybe it is the kid. I know the kids. The dog gets loose, and the kid starts running yeah. for after his dog. That's
0: that's in a little bit. Then we cut to basically a a service, a bare church service. Uh, a bunch of the locals. It's weird. I don't know enough about Japan yet, but this village they're in is very much a sort of primitive jungle village, but it's not. In the middle, of, you know, it's there in the center of Japan. Yeah, and I don't know if there really are little isolated groups with their own sort of culture separate from the main Japanese culture. Uh, I read something right. that indicated there was a little bit of this kind of thing. I just I don't know how common or accurate this is, or if they're just making shit up for the movie, but. Yeah, these villagers are having basically a church service. They worship Baradagi. The priest is part of his prayer is apologizing to Baradagi. We did not mean to intrude on your privacy. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I noticed the the sign. It said God of Baradagi, and but they're also referring to him as Baradagi. And I don't know if this is just a translation issue. I don't know what that. What I don't understand. Linguistically, what that means, hmm. but the service is uh, interrupted by Lois and Clark and Jimmy, and <laughs> the priest tells them, "No, no exploring. They want to go exploring." He's like, "No."
1: Yeah, he's like, "Didn't you hear that there were two people who died down here? That very Doggy has already killed two people." Right,
0: and uh, we're from the same institute, and this is where we find out that that he's her brother, and then uh, Kenji just mocks their beliefs. He comes charging into this ceremony, a total stranger, and then starts making fun of their beliefs and telling them they're primitive and superstitious. And, you know, the priest tells him to get the fuck out. (laughs) He's all like, have you ever seen him? And they say, you die if you see him. I mean, and then they hear a roar. No, I'm going to just stop for a second. This is just so... Inappropriate and as a scholar he should know better. Yeah. You don't just go into a primitive village of locals or natives or whatever you want to call them and start telling them your beliefs are all bullshit. Even if their beliefs are mm-hmm. bullshit, you don't just do that. That's really rude. Yeah. But within the context That's really rude. <laughs> additionally though, within the context of this movie Their beliefs are not bullshit. They are 100% accurate.
1: Real. Yeah, exactly.
0: They are right and everybody else is wrong. Yeah. So Kenji's kind of a dick. I mean, he's supposed to be our hero, but this is not at all appropriate. Right. But anyway, there's a big roar because Baradagi's real and Chibi, the dog, runs off. And again, it turns out is the boy's name because his mother starts yelling for him, runs after and into the forbidden area, which is designated and guarded by a very flimsy fence of just wood <laughs> or bamboo it's just or something. <laughs> now, <laughs> I was thinking of this in comparison to Kong Island, where... There was Uh a gigantic wall with a it was still made of wood, but it was a big, fairly sturdy wall separating the villagers from the big dangerous Mm -hmm. thing. And this is just a little homemade (laughs) sort of garden fence made out of wooden vine tied together to designate the forbidden area. But the kid goes running off looking for his dog into the forbidden area, and his mother yells for him, and the priest stops her and says, He is condemned, and you will die if you go in there. And she just cries about it. I think she's kind of a shitty mother. And she just cries about it. Well, I mean, you know... Mothers are supposed to want to protect their children no matter what. And she's clearly very upset. But I would like to think that most mothers would say, I don't care if that's forbidden and maybe I'll die, but my boy's in there and I got to go get him. No, she's just like, you're right. He's doomed.
1: She's-, no, she's like, she's like, I can make another one of him. But there can <laughs> never be another one of me.
0: <laughs> but Kenji Because he's secretly Superman has got to rescue the kid. So he goes.
1: Yeah. And he's like, he's like, you guys, come on. We got to go rescue this kid. What are you doing? Yeah.
0: And Hiraguchi, this is when we find out what Jimmy Olsen's name actually is, that it's Hiraguchi because somebody says it. And uh, they open the gate and go in. And I I wrote, why is there a gate? Because, yeah, it should be something (laughs) a little better than that. Oh, yeah. If it's forbidden. I wrote, why is there a gate? Because there's a fence, but there's a gate in it. But if it's forbidden, why is there a gate? You because sh- you're not supposed <laughs> to go. You're not supposed to go in there. It shouldn't be easy to just open the gate and go in. They should have built. You know what I'm saying? They should have just. Yeah, built. I know what you're saying. They should have built a fence. A built a fence with no gate. But they go in, and the priest prays for them, and then they split up or get separated. It's very foggy. There's this gas that comes up off the lake. They desc- the, mm-hmm. the subtitles describe it as a gas, not as a fog. So I'll take their word for it that it's a gas. But then I think they also refer to it as a fog.
1: Yeah, they, they also refer to it as a fog. Like, they call it, like, the fog is lifting. Yeah. So they, or the fog is getting too heavy. Or...
0: They, uh, they get separated and they can't find Yuriko. So they return to the gate because the fog is too thick. And he pleads for everybody to help us find the boy. The priest argues about it, and Kenji says, bullshit, this is the 20th century, there's no monster, stop being superstitious. And Jimmy Olsen says, uh, the boy went to go find his pet, can't you go look for the boy? (laughs) He shames them by pointing out the boy was brave enough to go look for a damn dog, and you guys can't go look for a human being? And this works! Mm Mm-hmm. This is some Captain Kirk level of persuasion here where he gets them to just <laughs> abandon their lifelong beliefs and say, and yeah, right. let's go. And But then Chibi, the dog, runs up with a note attached to him from Yuriko that says, we're safe. Stay near the lake until the fog lifts. Yeah,
1: I love or this. They're, they're going to stay
0: near the lake until the fog lifts. So I guess she was confident. They must have. Obviously, they found the dog and figured the dog can find his way back. Yeah. But we can't. They're going to stay there. Yeah. So let's tie a note to him. But everyone's happy that they're not dead. (laughs) And the dog runs off (laughs) again. And everybody. Oh, yeah. The dog turns around and runs back into the Forbidden Area. And everybody except, well, or nearly a lot of people. I wrote everybody, but it's not quite everybody in the whole village. A lot of people, the mother and a bunch of other people, follow, but the priest does not. And then the fog's Mm -hmm. lifting already. And they all meet up near the lake. And then something stirs in the lake. And then at 20 minutes and 56 seconds, Baradagi slash Varen rises from the lake.
1: (laughs) So he's kind of like Godzilla's cousin.
0: Yeah. Well, I noticed that a lot of kaiju seem to be water-based.
1: Lizard-type.
0: They're amphibious. They're sea monsters, or or in this case, lake monsters.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They all, many of them, seem just as comfortable in the water as they are on land. Nobody ever goes into great detail about this, uh, to explain to us if they have gills or how they're able to stay underwater for such a long time. Well, Baridagi appears to live at the bottom of the lake most mm-hmm. of the time, yeah, unless you trespass, and mm-hmm. then he loses his to piss shit. Him
1: off, yeah.
0: And they run and there's lots of wind. So it appears that Baradagi just generates wind by walking being around? Yeah, I don't I don't know, <laughs> but we always get a lot of wind. But it's not constant. Like not throughout the film he's not constantly blowing wind. Uh, maybe <laughs> maybe that's it. Maybe he farts and <laughs> So they they run back to the gate and the priest is shaking his little holy plants. He's got like a little bundle of Mm -hmm. of reeds or or branches or something that he was using in his ceremony. And he starts shaking his holy plants. And uh, some guy shuts the gate as if the gate is going to do shit. Yeah. (laughs) Keep him. And the priest is yelling, forgive them. He does not forgive them.
1: No,
0: he does not. And the priest, the priest uh, dies. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, we, the cameras zooms in on him as he screams and we don't actually see him get stepped on, but we can all assume that's what happened. Mm-hmm. And Kenji takes pictures and I wrote WTF, Jimmy. <laughs> Why isn't Japanese Jimmy Olsen taking pictures? That appears to be his job. Nobody explicitly says if he's a reporter or a photographer, photographic reporter, whatever. But he, he, he's, uh, you know, he has a camera. He's obviously Jimmy Olsen, but he's not doing his job. <laughs> Kenji's, Kenji does everybody's job for them. I don't know. And uh, but here Ken, Kenji says it might be a Varen. Yes. Unbelievable. It can still be alive. So there's our title, Varen the Unbelievable. Unbelievable! It can still be alive after millions of years. Is he assuming that this specific varan is himself millions of years old? Oh, and not just not just a uh, that the species is not extinct. And uh, you know what I'm saying?
1: Dang.
0: He doesn't assume that he's that. Oh, it turns out they're not extinct after all. He seems to be saying that this particular specimen is millions of years old. Mm-hmm. I mean that appears to be the case with Godzilla, that except that there are more than one Godzilla, so there must be a breeding stock somewhere. I
1: don't
0: know. <laughs> Obviously, they don't they don't think these things through. They just, <laughs> somebody says you have to believe now. He killed my brother. Oh yeah, must, it's, yeah. It's
1: Eureka, yeah.
0: Eureka, <laughs> Eureka must say that. And they talk about how he he would he would wreak havoc on a big city. Let's report it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And everyone runs.
1: Yeah. And then, and then Baron goes down to, to all fours, which he's not on four feet. It's actually a man in a suit and on his back legs, he's just on his knees. (laughs) Just scooting around on his knees, scooting around on all fours. Wink. He kind of looks like a, like a horny toad a little bit.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say he appears to be a, sort of based on a stegosaurus. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, because of the
0: spikes. He doesn't have does he has he has spikes along his back. He doesn't mm-hmm. have like a fin with spikes like a stegosaurus, but it, he seems to be loosely based on a stegosaurus at first because he's on all fours and he's got spikes on his back. Mm-hmm. And he crawls around wrecking the toys
1: like you do.
0: Yep the 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 village. <laughs> But it looks like everyone's gone. We don't see anyone screaming or running. He's just tearing up this little small village. And it it takes him quite a while to tear up. Yeah, because
1: he's like doing it in circles. Like most of the time, you know, we just watch a monster just like fucking like thrash through a city. This guy was very confused, toddler destroying shit. Like he would smash, 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 (laughs) turn in a circle, smash, 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 turn in a circle. He was just kind of confused toddler destroying shit not like angry destroying shit
0: yeah well the priest believes that Varen is offended because his privacy has been disturbed
1: invaded
0: yeah so normally the monsters trash stuff up as they're passing through but maybe Uh, Varen actually actually wants to destroy the village as punishment yeah (laughs) or maybe he's just a creature and not a god (laughs) who knows um and then we we uh cut to newspaper headlines varan the prehistoric monster varan annihilates village
1: see how like so this we're is... all
0: calling it varan now
1: yeah this is okay. kind of where our cycle starts over again so now we're back to the um the newspaper headline back to the map work back to the yes so this must be episode 2 of the
0: show yeah Probably, back to uh <laughs> Professor Sugimoto's class, and they say that Varan is a Varanopod, which is bullshit. There is no. That's just like was was it in Rodan? This is a made up dinosaur. There's no such thing.
1: Yeah, well, I think Rodan and was a pterodactyl, lived, wasn't he? He was like
0: a. He's uh, I can't I can't remember now if they actually say that he's a pterodactyl, but he's is. Very, He's obviously some sort of pterodon. Yeah. Um, They say he lived 185 million years ago through the Triassic, Jurassic, and Cretaceous periods. I don't know if there's any dinosaurs that actually existed in all three of those periods. Those are separated by millions of years. Mm -hmm. So that's a pretty strong uh, life form if it can continue (laughs) uninterrupted through three different prehistoric periods like that. And then uh, Mr. Majima enters with two guys from the defense agency and they say this is a serious case and they're worried that Varin will attack a city.
1: They're like, we've seen this before. He's got to destroy a city
0: soon. Well, that's okay. So you asked me this in Rodan and this is the same situation because Varin in this movie, Varin appears to.
1: Like a standalone. Exist in
0: an independent world, yes. Mm-hmm. Although somebody does make a casual mention of monsters, but Yeah. It's a standalone movie with no reference to Godzilla or Rodan. But Varon will appear again briefly in Destroy All Monsters, but it doesn't seem that he as yet was in any other thing. Maybe he'll show up in that new legendary oh. T V series oh, we talked
1: yeah, about. Yeah, maybe so.
0: I mean, if it runs for a while, they're going to want to do every monster they can, probably. So they're worried he's going to attack a city, and they're already sending troops to the area. And will you come with us? Because Philo. And we cut to a truck driving to the village, and tanks also. Trucks, trucks, multiple trucks. There's multiple army trucks and tanks. And it looks like the villagers are trying to clean up the village And the three investigators and the professor arrive at the lake. And it appears that Varin went back into the lake after attacking. And the chemical squads are on their way to drive him out? Why? To lure him out, I mean. Uh, But it would, no, they say lure him out, but it would be drive him out. It's not important. If he's gone back into his lake, why not just leave him there?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I guess because he's gonna just get, next time he gets pissed off, he's just gonna attack again.
0: Yeah, but how about we put up a better fence and just tell people to leave him alone? A better
1: fence. <laughs> oh, Shit, <laughs> you guys gotta see this fence. It's hysterical. You remember that tree in the You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown that he gets for Christmas? It's kind of it's made out of that.
0: You mean it's Charlie Brown it, it, Christmas? Yeah, that. <laughs> You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown is a stage play that you were in. All right. The, the title of the Christmas special is A Charlie Brown Christmas. Well,
1: there you go, everybody.
0: Now you know. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, the, the the fence is as sad as that. Uh, my point is the he's been living at the bottom of this lake and not really bothering anyone for millions of years.
1: Well, these people are, like, terrified of him. So maybe he has bothered people. I mean.
0: Maybe or maybe he bothered them once and then that's when they started this church <laughs> and said, okay, don't go in there. Yeah. <laughs> and they chant and make offerings to him and appease him and he stays appeased. Yeah, but, but if that's, anybody that's not
1: a way trespasses. To live. That's not freedom. But <laughs> that's no way to live in fear of like walking. You have to walk on eggshells because this giant monster is living in your lake.
0: So we got to lure him out and kill him? The one remaining specimen of his species in all of existence? I don't know. They pre- well, they could put up a better fence and just move away. But no, they're going to lure him out. Uh, this just seems like a really bad plan. Uh, Jimmy brags that he is scared by... What? Something about a rock? What? I what the fuck did I write? Here? I have
1: no idea because my next note is target's been hit, and then I put, "Did Eureka shit herself or did she just sit in dirt? Why is she wearing white pants?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know what I wrote. I left out a comma. Jimmy brags about. <laughs> it's not Jimmy. It's a... I'm just gonna keep calling him Lois and Jimmy and Clark. <laughs> uh, he. He brags about how tough he is, but then somebody throws a rock, you know, at him. Not directly at him, but near him, and he gets scared by it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, you know, they just toss toss a rock near him, and, he, yeah. and it hits, and he gets startled because he's, cause he's a, a chicken shit. <laughs> uh, the Defense Force sets up weapons. The village has been evacuated. They do some map work. Varen is probably at the bottom of the lake. We see some more unpacking of weapons. A soldier explains the shells contain chemicals that dissolve in water, and they launch the shells. 20 minutes later, nothing has happened, and some dead fish bubble up, float <laughs> up to the surface. And they seem surprised.
1: Yeah, this is a pretty cool effect, though, here with the water and stuff, with the bombs in the water. I thought it was pretty cool, like the effect of. The bomb thing, like going through the water, and like the smoky bubbles. I was
0: like, "Oh, right, that's pretty cool." Yeah, yeah. And I guess somebody had to be down under the water, holding on to—I don't know if they were actual dead fish or (laughs) just fake dead fish—but somebody had to be down there and then let go of the dead fish so they could float up to the top. And they—they seemed surprised, but I mean, you're throwing chemicals in the lake. Of course, it killed some fish.
1: Yeah, you're trying to kill somebody else.
0: Yeah. Varen uh, rises. Uh, I didn't notice, but considering this was supposed to be a three-part TV show, it's probably the same bit of footage from before.
1: With him coming out of the water.
0: Yeah. of him coming out of the, definitely the bubbling and stirring that happens before he comes up is the yeah. same. Yeah. And then various guns and rocket launchers and tanks make with the bang bang. But of course it does no good. Mm-hmm. So run. <laughs> Oh, uh, Jimmy's trying to act like he's not scared as he runs. Uh, Want everyone to see your back. Somebody's—I think Kenji's making fun of him, and he says, "I just want to take a picture at a distance because yeah, because it'll look better that way." Yeah, (laughs) Jimmy's trying to act like he's not like he's not shitting his pants, and uh, they withdraw and run away. But Kenji won't leave, and Eureka tries to stay too. Kenji tries to get a good picture. And Varen is now walking upright,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and Eurico falls and is trapped under a log. And that the back at the sort of uh, field base camp, the professor says that Varen is indestructible. We might have to use something really drastic. <laughs> if only we had an oxygen destroyer. Uh, Jimmy and and Clark notice that Lois is missing. Oh no. And Yuriko passes out and Kenji finds her just in time and rescues her.
1: Yeah. A tree has fallen on her.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then they go hide in a cave and Varen tries to get at them.
1: Yes. And you can see here too, that Ranny does not skip leg day. Oh my (laughs) (laughs) quad!
0: He tries to, he he tries to uh, dig at them, you know, dig, dig the out, dig them out of the cave. The, and the search party comes looking for them and it's starting to get windy windy and dark because Varen generates wind for some reason <laughs> and the search party <laughs> the search party can see that they're trapped in the cave and the professor suggests uh, using some flares as a diversion because he says
1: that, what does he say? He says something like light diverts animals attention, or no he says he says Animals are sensitive to light. That's what he says. I was like,
0: what? Right. We saw this same weird thing in Godzilla Raids again Mm -hmm. with Anguirus, where they seem to both be trying to attract and repulse the creature with light (laughs) at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. Because he says they're sensitive to light. So if they're sensitive to light, they should turn away from it. Mm Mm-hmm. But when he sees the flares, he moves towards them. Maybe, I don't know if it's a translation issue or just bad Um, writing. I don't mm -hmm. know. But But it successfully draws him away and they go rescue them. And I wrote fire.
1: Yeah, where's this raging fucking fire? I guess from the flares.
0: Yes, the flare's a... We don't actually see this. It's not explicit, but now, yes, now there's a forest fire. So maybe the flare's oh, set the,
1: raging the forest on fire. forest fire.
0: Yeah, it's, it starts and accelerates really quickly. Varin <laughs> climbs up the mountain to get away from it and reveals that he can fly.
1: Holy shit, I was so surprised. I was like, I like squealed and cheered. Like, oh, my God, he, he kind of <laughs> looks like a sugar glider. <laughs> he has this like, skin flaps.
0: Yeah, he's got a flying squirrel type yeah, thing between gliders. his arms and his legs. Uh, I've never heard the term sugar glider That's before. what, a, is that just what a,
1: a flying squirrel is actually called. Is called a sugar glider.
0: <laughs> That's the scientific name for yeah. a flying
1: squirrel? Yeah, I mean, it's, okay. it's, this, it's like the squirrels that you see with the little flaps of skin right there. They have really, really big eyes. They're nocturnal.
0: They're called sugar gliders. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so he he starts to fly away, and everybody hits the dirt, and he sounds like a jet. He doesn't kill anybody as he's go as he's going. They just all hit the dirt as he flies over them. Yep. And then we see that an anti Varen headquarters has been set up. (laughs) There's a building and a sign on it says anti Varen headquarters. Yeah,
1: and this is the beginning of our next
0: cycle. Yeah. So some kind of you know, the Ministry of Defense or something has set up this uh, headquarters. The Navy and Air Force are searching day and night, and we see ship, ships searching. And then at headquarters, there's a big military meeting going on. And the uh, yeah. gist of the meeting is, we got nothing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yep. Pretty
0: much. So it's a, it's one of these big, big table with a whole bunch of military guys and one guy in a suit st- sitting at the table with more guys, actually two guys in suits, more guys just standing around. So here's all the extras that should have been in the classroom are now in the meeting room. Because there's a bunch of dudes in uniforms that don't have any lines and don't really need to be there.
1: There are no small parts, only small actors.
0: (laughs) I think they just want us to see that... The military is all there for this, <laughs> yeah. and the guy running the meeting. It takes a long time before they explain who this guy is. The guy running the meeting asks, uh, "What is your opinion, Doctor Fujimaro? Did you recognize Doctor Fujimaro?"
1: Yes, I Good. I thought I did. I was like, "Wait,"
0: because <laughs> he did not recognize. Yes,
1: the douchebag from a uh, yeah
0: <laughs> yeah. You did not r- r- recognize uh, H- Howard Ziffel.
1: That guy, I guess I just uh, dis- I just deleted that guy right out of my brain.
0: He is Akihiko Hirata, yeah. who played Dr. Serizawa in Godzilla, and Professor Kishiwagi in Rodan, and Ryochi in The Mysterians. Hell yeah! Shout out! We will see more of him in later movies. I'm not going to... Go through them now. We'll just make note of every time he pops up because he is in a lot of these.
1: Nice.
0: But his opinion is that he's optimistic. He doesn't think (laughs) we're all doomed and we're totally screwed, (laughs) as the rest of the panel seems to think. Uh, Because somebody says that his skin is as hard as steel, and he says, we have stronger weapons that can penetrate steel. Farron's an animal. Don't think his skin is stronger than steel. And Professor Shirazawa is much more pessimistic and Um. needs more data. And he's very low key. I don't know if he's just a bad actor or if this is a choice. You're like, what are your secrets? (laughs) What are you hiding? He, he he just doesn't, he seems like he suffers from depression. You know what I mean? He just doesn't seem as excited or scared, or anything like in the beginning when he's talking about this butterfly, he mm-hmm. should have been very excited about that. This is very interesting. This butterfly shouldn't be here, and yet it is. That's scientists live for that kind of shit, even if it is just butterflies. And he's just kind of like, "Hey guys, guess you know, guess what? Somebody should go look at it." <laughs> and now he's like, "Well, I don't know. The thing seems pretty bad to me." A doctor Majima agrees with the professor, and points out that skin doesn't have to be stronger than steel. If, if it's flexible, it might be bulletproof.
1: Mm-hmm. And he says, after he says that, though, he says, obviously, this is common sense. And I was like, what? <laughs> 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 <Is it> the- <laughs>
0: well, if it can absorb the impact without breaking, because it's flexible, yeah, okay. it doesn't have to be rigid to be bulletproof. And we cut to a helicopter and ships and a small fishing boat, having a bad day. Yeah. They're, well, the, which is about to become An even the worse worst day. day. <laughs> <laughs> they're They're not catching much fish, and they're they're pretty uh, annoyed about it. And then, <laughs> Varen rises up and destroys it. And there's lots. This of is the screaming. the first
1: uh, music thing that, like, I kind of noticed the music here. It's kind of like Jaws music. Like, it's not like, duh, nah, duh, nah. but it's like, it's kind of like, duh, 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 like, it was a very Jaws like, but a little too happy. I was like, I'm not sure that this music really fits here. Like, it was kind of weird, but I kind of felt like, wow, I feel like maybe this is where Jaws music like got its idea because it was very similar in a way. You'll have to go back and look at it.
0: Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. I did not notice that at all. Yeah.
1: You have, there's two parts. This is the first one that I noticed. And then in a little bit, there's this other like music that comes up. It's very like Indiana Jones. Uh,
0: I think you tend to notice the music more than I do.
1: Yeah, I think so. It's, it, the, so there you go. Maybe so. Uh,
0: at the HQ, we get a report of Varen's location and some map work. And mm-hmm. planes and Vern is in the southwest move out. They find him and they commence a rocket attack. Rocket bomb. And Vern sort of speeds through the water at this point, just yes, zipping along.
1: Sideways though. He's going. He's yeah. going sideways. I actually wrote down. He is? Yeah, I just wrote down. I imagine him on his tippy toes. Going slow motion through the water <laughs> because he's just moving sideways through the water, like hee, 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 hee. you can't see the bottom of him, of course, just the, like the top of him. No,
0: no. Then he comes up out of the water a little bit and swipes at the planes, and then one of them just kind of crashes right into him.
1: Yeah, he says, "Not my house!"
0: Smack. He he doesn't he doesn't really reach up and smack it so much as it smashes into his face. <laughs> he's trying to grab it, but he doesn't have to it crashes right into him. Uh, at HQ, a pilot reports over the radio that Varon has submerged and took several direct hits and he must be wounded. He's not wounded. Professor says, based on this, Varon will attack where we least expect. Uh, I don't know what my based on this, I don't know <laughs> what that means. Oh, he might just mean based on where he just attacked. Oh. That was someplace unexpected. So therefore... <laughs> We have nowhere we didn't he, he ended up someplace we didn't expect, so his next place will probably also be some place we totally didn't expect, maybe, I guess. Nobody expects Varen the Unbelievable. Cut to the battleship and Varen is lurking underneath.
1: Yeah, he's like hiding behind like a big rock, I guess. <laughs>
0: and he really looks like he looks like he's hiding now. It
1: there. really he's does, kind of yeah.
0: At the bottom and sort of looking around and oh, do they see me?
1: Has like this Muppet, like this Muppet shaped (laughs) mouth, and they always, he's, it's kind of always open. And like that's kind of how puppets smile, if their mouth is just slightly open. So it kind of always looks Uh like he's just smiling, like just slightly, (laughs) just like slightly smiling. And like there's all this firefight, and he's just like, nananana boo boo, like with this like little smile, like this little tiny smile. (laughs) Mouth is just always slightly open.
0: And um but the the sonar uh, does find him and reports to HQ, and then we see that Lois and Jimmy are there. and I was afraid just before this that we were not gonna get a Philo, but Philo. because we hadn't seen them in a while. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you're joining us for the first time, Philo stands for first in last out, and that is the idea in these movies that if you're there in the beginning, you stay around through the whole thing, it's regardless of what your qualifications are. Yeah, it's
1: are. almost like an unspoken rule or something.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because they're just a couple of reporters. They have no business being... in Well, I mean, I don't know what the Japanese military's attitude towards the press is. It's not like they're fighting a human enemy and they have to keep it secret because Varin doesn't read the newspapers. <laughs> 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 he won't know... What the military's plans are, but still, it seems weird that they just let these two random reporters into their military meeting. But there you go. Maybe they're just trying to be open with the press. Mm. So Jimmy says, uh, "Damn it, Varen will attack us again." <laughs> uh, no, he says it very sweetly. I don't. I wrote very sweetly. No, no. Sorry, I'm gonna cut that out. He's very sweaty. <laughs>
1: It very sweetly. <laughs> oh, <that's funny. laughs>
0: I'm not going to cut that out. I'm going to leave that in because uh, as everybody knows, mark it on your bingo card. Precious D cannot read his own writing.
1: <laughs> oh, I also wanted to say about the bingo card. Um, since we don't have a Kong window moment, if we did have bingo cards, yeah. I think we should accept the plane slap as the Kong window moment of this movie. Cause it was like, plane slap out I, of the air i think that would be acceptable
0: i mean it, it is a it is a different it is a different kong we can yeah. just do a general
1: general kong moment
0: kong kong, kong moment. reference yeah yeah there's a there's a couple of different yeah if he if you pick up if he picks up a person in his hand mm-hmm. if he looks through a window or swats a plane yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna make these i'm gonna make these bingo cards and at some point put them up online Hell yeah. Uh, there's some stock footage, which is a square on the bingo card, of ship stuff loading guns and things. Uh, but it's very obvious because it's a low budget. It's very obviously some stock footage of the Japanese Navy. Yes. Uh, there's a lot of sh- lot of shooting. Varan is hit and goes under.
1: I wrote right here for some reason. I'm not sure why I wrote this, but I wrote, I really like, what is this? I really like oh, I really like Varen's fingies. Varen <laughs> has really long His fingers. Fingies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has really long fingers. But...
0: Uh the radio reports to HQ that Varen is heading toward Uraga Channel, which means he's going towards Tokyo. Yeah. And fucking Lois wants to get a news helicopter and go take pictures. <laughs> yeah. But then she never does get a news helicopter. She tries to order one up and apparently doesn't, is told no. Perry White back in of the office must have said, We don't have the budget for you to take the <laughs> helicopter out. <laughs> More boats shooting, no good. I was sure she was going to get in a helicopter and get in trouble and have to get rescued by uh, Kenji, Super Kenji, but nope.
1: Nope. Uh,.
0: But the boats are shooting and, of course, it does no good. And then at HQ, some random soldier guy wants, suggests wanting to use depth charges. Some guy who's had no lines up until this point yeah. and has no name says, we should use depth charges. <laughs> now, I appreciate a military or corporate structure that's willing to take ideas from anybody <laughs> and where people feel comfortable in speaking up if they have an idea, but who the fuck is this guy, <laughs> and why didn't one of the generals think to use depth charges? <laughs> uh, the radio tells us that Baron is now headed towards Tokyo Bay, and the boss who says okay, but I'm not sure who this boss is. He's not in a uniform. He's in. We saw him at the meeting earlier. He's in a suit some kind of minister of defense or so. We eventually find out he is the defense agency director. I don't know anything about Japanese governmental or military structure. So I don't know if defense agency director is a real title. It seems like he should be minister of defense, but as I say,
1: minister I don't know their
0: But no, nobody says his name or title at any point. They just say, sir. Mm -hmm. So I, I just found that odd that it was not clear who he was and what his job was. Yeah. Oh, I I think the credits list him as defense agency director. That's where I got that. But nobody says Mr. Director or anything like that at any point. Uh, We get more stock footage. Everyone is on a boat now watching depth charges get launched because of Philo. They're all there. Lois and Jimmy are embedded reporters now. They get to go out on missions with uh, the military. They're, they're war correspondents. But why is Kenji there? Kenji is there, too. He is not a reporter. He's just a scholar. He's not apparent. He doesn't appear to be an expert on Varanipodes or, I don't know, maybe the fact that he... I, Knew what it was. It's just it's just pure Philo. There's no justification for him being there. He's just there because he was there in the beginning. I just find it annoying sometimes when they don't bother to even address it. Baron is still alive. Trucks and tanks roll out. At HQ, there's more map work. The reclaimed land at OI has been alerted. I don't know what that means. If I were Japanese, I guess I would. Mm. evacuation of coastal areas. Oi is a river or something, but I don't know what they mean by reclaimed land. I couldn't find out what that was about. There is not quite panic in the streets, just sort of light jogging in the streets.
1: (laughs) For the evacuation?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. People aren't running and screaming yet. They're just sort of trotting along casually as the PA PA announces that Varen is approaching. Please evacuate immediately. (laughs) <laughs> the PA very politely asks them to please evacuate immediately.
1: Well, maybe that's just a good stay calm agent. Everyone be calm. Sure. See how Max, nice I am being.
0: Yes. <laughs> please in a, move in an orderly fashion.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The fuck out of the city. <laughs> uh, HQ's been moved to Haneda Airfield. And let us know when you're ready. I'm not sure who's supposed to let who know. Uh, At HQ, someone asks, Dr. Fujimura, I hear you've invented a powerful explosive. And I wrote, in all caps, WTF (laughs) exclamation point. They just sort of casually bring this up as if they're, well, while we're waiting, just have a nice conversation. Oh, by the way, doctor, I hear you've invented a powerful explosive and he very calmly says yes but it's not ready yet it's intended for damn destruction then one of them is like oh well why don't we try it and he says it might not work it's designed to blow shit up from the inside not from the outside and i'm like why is this coming up just now why why was this not mentioned earlier (laughs) but then we get a film presentation
1: Yay! A film inside of a film! Check it is off the list, baby!
0: Just out of nowhere, though. <laughs> Food, uh, Dr. Uh, <laughs> Fujimura just had a film presentation ready to go just in case somebody should happen to ask him just about one chamber. his uh, experimental explosive. Yep. At
1: any time, someone please ask.
0: He just... I don't know if he even pushes a button or waves at somebody, but a screen comes down
1: <laughs> he raises something it's like some no he raises something like he raises this like it kind of looks like a picture, and all of a sudden just behind it is like a projector screen, like you didn't even know it was there. He's like, oh, I thought you'd never ask
0: yes, yes, and they start it's a presentation of the the experiments of the the explosive, which is twenty times more powerful than dynamite, and will blows and it blows up the side of the mountain of a mountain in the in the film. Uh, but unless it's inside Varan, it's not going to do any good. This makes no sense to me. An explosive is an explosive. Yeah. How?
1: I think it's still, they're trying to, something about his skin still, like his, his outer layer, his outer, whatever it's called, uh, skeletal structure.
0: Well, but he doesn't, he doesn't say that it won't penetrate his skin. He just says this explosive is designed to blow things up from the inside. You know, like when we blow up a mountain, we've got to put it inside the mountain first to -hmm. blow it outwards. You can't just put it on top of something and expect it to do it? I don't know. It it just seems like nonsense to me. Yeah. But they are like, how how are we going to get inside of him? I don't. Know. We don't know.
1: Bow, 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 bow. Take him to a fancy dinner. Figure out what,
0: Yeah. Figure out what he eats, and you know, <laughs> stick the pill in a piece of hamburger or something. I don't
1: know. Oh oh wow wow. <laughs>
0: So the radio tower of Haneda Airport, Varon is moving. Oh, the ra- oh,
1: I just understood what happened. I just understood what happened. I was saying take him to a fancy dinner. Like that's uh-huh. how you get inside of him. Yeah. Wink, wink. And you were like saying like put the pill. I thought that was another roofie joke.
0: <laughs> no, no. I was saying like with a dog, you put the pill inside of little pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. I was saying like, take him out on a date oh, and maybe he'll let you get inside of him.
0: I see. I thought you meant take him to a restaurant and put the explosive in his food.
1: No, I meant like. wow
0: <laughs> So I you were, you were being filthy minded. But I was in. trying to actually yes. figure out how to do it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. And that's why I am not in the government.
0: <laughs> oh, good Lord. Uh, Anyway, the tower radio's in that Varen uh, is moving towards the airfield. So they say, let's use uh, Fujimura's explosive. And he says, I'd rather not. And they okay. say, you must! And he says, okay. Okay. <laughs> what do you mean, he'd rather not? And then the director says, this is the final showdown. Let's move headquarters to the airport. Because, God forbid, we try to do something remotely and not get stepped on by a monster. Uh, at night, now it's night now, and the army and the navy are ready. Vern heads in towards the shore, and boats shoot, shoot. But, of course, it doesn't do any good. Tanks and stuff deploy, and all the toys gather in one place, and open fire. A lot of them miss hmm the professor asks fujimura if he's sent for the bomb and he says yes it should be here any minute and uh, there's more bang bang and then is the bomb here yet a guy gets on a plane to try to find out gets on i'm sorry not a plane <laughs> some guy gets on the phone to try and i was find like out. What? a guy get, <laughs> a guy gets on the phone to try to find out if the plane's here and kenji goes to check because, because it's not his job to do that, so of course he's going to go do it. And Lois <laughs> follows and Jimmy follows, and there's more shooting. Varen's almost ashore. A couple of soldiers with binoculars turn to each other and say, let's go. I don't. I was confused. I didn't know who these guys were, but I think they're the two guys that came into the professor's office earlier on.
1: Okay. I was wondering, because to me, I was like, aren't these the guys that were on the boat earlier, just in different costumes? Because it looked like the same two guys who were, like, the fishermen.
0: I'm not sure. I just think they might have been the guys who, who came in to ask for the professor's help earlier. Because it just seems like we're supposed to recognize them, but I didn't really. But they decide to go. Like they're in a position to do something, I don't know. But meanwhile... um Lois and Clark and Jimmy are outside waving down the bomb delivery truck. And then the two <laughs> soldiers get there. The, the, the two guys I was just talking about get there as well. And they tell the drivers to take the trucks down to the shore. The drivers see Varin approaching and they say, fuck no.
1: <laughs> Hell no. Nah.
0: So Kenji just, Kenji, even though there's two soldiers there, Kenji jumps in the truck and tells Jimmy to hold the detonator. The detonator is connected to the explosives with some wire that are apparently on is is on a spool. So if Jimmy just holds it, it'll spool out behind the truck as Kenji drives it up towards the beach, which he does. Mm-hmm. And then he parks the truck and runs away back towards everybody else, trips, but gets up. He's OK. And then they blow up the truck right under yeah. Varon's crotch. And Baron yells, my balls!
1: Kablooey!
0: And falls down. Very... But then he gets back up again. And there's more shoot, shoot.
1: Also, we see the bottoms of his feet right here. And they are just like the soles of a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> I just put the bottoms of his feet are two soles. <laughs> Oopsie.
0: <laughs> the uh, HQ which is not much of an HQ anymore, says, let's move to the north end of the field. Because right now, it's just some guys standing around a, a car <laughs> with like a map on the hood mm-hmm. of the car. Uh, planes attack. Varen smashes up the airport. Varen seems to be starting to feel the effects of all the missiles and shells. Everybody meets up at the north end of the field. and the, Oh, this is where they do the map work on the car hood. And... Kenji asks if we should attack again. And the director says, no, if we shock Varen too much, it will also anger him. (laughs) And I said, it's too late for that. He's already clearly very angry. What are you thinking? You think if you just stop attacking, he's going to calm down and go away? I mean, maybe. And I wrote, well, Tokyo is doomed. Did I write, did I, is that me or did somebody say that?
1: No, no. The guy, the guy. The guy the yeah. Guy one of the guys
0: says, it, <laughs> it says like, well, yeah, if we don't, I mean, yeah, we're, we're doomed.
1: Well, guess we're doomed. Do, uh, and I wrote. Yep. We're all fucked. Everybody. Go uh, home and kiss uh, and your I mom. Wrote,
0: Katsumoto question mark. That may be where I figured out that they are the guys from earlier. Varen stumbles and starts crawling again oh, okay. and wrecks more buildings. And then takes a missile to the face. And the professor finally figures out how to attack him from the inside. Varin is swallowing all the flares, the parachute flares. And he says, I saw the same thing happen at the mountain. And I wrote, did you?
1: What? Why didn't we?
0: We saw him be attracted to the flares, but we did not see him eat the flares.
1: Yeah, then he just flew away, right?
0: Yeah, he just looked at the flares. He didn't eat them. Let's attach the explosives to the flares and drop them from the helicopter. Then there's uh, more he- more mayhem while they get the explosives and set them up, and they attach a timer. But how mm-hmm. do they know how much time to set it for? It it seemed <sighs> he sets a Kenji sets a timer. <laughs> but does not communicate with the helicopter pilot to tell him, okay, I've set it for this. You have this amount of time to drop that flare. Uh, So even if you're not in position, you need to drop this flare before the timer runs out or it's going to blow up your helicopter. He just sets the timer and closes the box and then loads it up. The planes are ordered to make way for the helicopter and the copter takes off and... Somebody asks when will the bomb goes off? And he says, well, I set the timer for 30 minutes. It's been 15 minutes, so 4.50. And, he, and uh, yeah, this is where I wrote, did he tell the copter pilot how much time he had? No, he did not at all. Uh, flares drop. The There's seven minutes left now. Oh. The planes hold their fire. Multiple flares drop. He eats them. Hooray! <laughs> I know there was a parachute Ray. hanging from his mouth
1: stuck <laughs> because yeah. he's he's eating
0: yeah, the flare, but not the whole thing. So it's just hanging off of his mouth. And then he
1: and he yeah. has a little tongue in there <laughs> and then he heads
0: out to see. Everyone goes running down to the shore to watch. And Kenji says there's still another bomb inside?
1: Yeah, well, one goes off first. The one in his like he goes off One goes off, then. but it
0: doesn't kill him. And Kenji says there's still another one inside. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you know and why isn't it going <laughs> off at the same time if they're going off from timers and not just from, <laughs> you know, hitting him? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I just at this point wrote "fucking die already." Good God!
0: Yeah, <laughs> they're uh, they're running, but they're they're still running while they're having this conversation. Sorry, I wasn't clear about that. Kenji asks Lois if her feet hurt, and she said, nothing hurts more. Let's go take a picture.
1: Yeah, she says like nothing hurts in this moment.
0: I feel like they didn't really well. You know, it was rushed. It was supposed to be a three part thing. They didn't really address. She should have a real sense of vengeance. The thing killed her brother. And I think they're trying to say at this that uh I don't care about my feet hurting. I want to see that fucker that killed my brother blow up. But it doesn't really quite mm-hmm. come through. But I think that's why she's saying.
1: Yeah, I took it as. I have such an adrenaline rush right now. Let's go get a picture. Cause yeah, I job.
0: I think you might be right there <laughs> uh, that because they are playing that up much more than the that fucker killed my brother. The she brother really just cares thing. about. Yeah. She's just Lois Lane. She all she cares about is the the picture and the scoop. Got to get her story. Also, it should be Jimmy worrying about the picture because that's his job, but he's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Varen crawls into the ocean. Everyone's on the beach now. No one takes a picture. She just said how important it was to get a good picture. But they all stand around and watch. Three of them have cameras. Not a one of them takes a picture. There's a big explosion. And then Jimmy kind of sniffs and wipes his eye like he's sad about it. And then the narrator says, Thus Varen has vanished into the veil of mystery. After a desperate struggle, man has now won another victory. The end. Boo! <laughs>
1: Boo! No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just, like, by the time the movie was over, I did not give a shit. Like, the end of the... I was just, like, come on. It was a good movie up until a certain point, but it was, like, we're repeating the same thing over and over again. It's just a little bit too much. Now that I know that it was going to be a TV show, that makes perfect sense. Like, each episode, I could, like, literally pick out where each Uh episode would be because, I mean, it was just the same thing over and over again. So, it was good for a while, and then yeah. it got boring, and by the time Varen died, I was over it. It was
0: also designed anymore. to have, you know, commercial breaks and that kind of thing. So, yeah, I think yeah. it would have been yeah, three half-hour episodes, probably, with with commercials. How many
1: stars? How many stars are you going
0: to give Varen? Uh, I liked it. I'm going to give it three stars. I, I know it sounds like I was pretty harsh, <laughs> but I, I liked it. I like it much better yeah, than I the U.S. version, it. which will get to next week.
1: Oh, garbage.
0: Racism factor. I'm going to say not applicable. It takes place in Japan. Japan is not America. It's, you know, fairly at this point in history, a fairly uh, homogenous culture. And I'm not in a position to judge, you know, there's nothing but Japanese people in it. That's fine. (laughs) Uh, Not very, not sexist, really, terribly. There's a little, you know, Lois is a little bit of a damsel in distress, but uh, she's, you know, a woman with a career. She may or may not be Kenji's girlfriend. It's not really clear, but her role in the movie is not defined by Mm -hmm. her relationship with a man or anything like that. Also, again, um, not Japanese, but I don't think... Japanese culture at the time is known for being particularly progressive or feminist. And yet uh, here we have this independent career woman. So uh, I think this movie does pretty good in that regard, as opposed to the United States version that we will discuss next week.
1: Oh God. Um, Yeah. I'll give this a, a three as well. Uh, I did like it. I just between the website being wonky for me and um, having to just watch it in spurts, it just felt really fucking long. Um, But yeah, I I did like it. I pretty much like everything that we have seen in Japan. This is probably my least favorite, though, out of everything we've seen in Japan so far.
0: Well, it's not the director's favorite either. He I mean, he said, uh, "I, you know, I, I I regret that it was so cheaply done, and you know, they switched. They switched on him halfway through. You thought he was making one thing, and then suddenly he's making another thing, and so yeah,
1: sure, yeah. I would take this over the American version um, any oof. fucking day of the week.
0: So, <laughs> uh, if you didn't hear last week, you can find the Japanese version on archive.org. That's the only place I was able to find the Japanese version. There may be a DVD out there somewhere
1: floating around somewhere in the cosmos Uh,
0: i didn't go like on amazon and try to buy a dvd all i saw on amazon was the american version but if you want if you haven't watched it yet check out archive.org you can find it there uh i think that's gonna wrap it up for this week wrap
1: it up wrap it up wrap it in (laughs) pack it up
0: (laughs) i don't know what you're talking about you don't No. Is that a song?
1: Yeah. Pack it up, pack it in.
0: Let me begin. Jump
1: around. Jump, jump, jump around.
0: Uh, All right, ladies and gentlemen, Till next week, remember, keep calm and take shelter in basements.
1: Don't miss you, science.
0: We will not see you, but you will hear us next time on Monster Movie Funtime Go.
1: Monster Movie Funtime Go!
0: You've been listening to Monster Movie Funtime Go. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is by the Texacado Folk Rock Punk featuring Lita Lopez. You can support the show, find links to our social media, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mnftg.